0: I'm Kathleen Anderson, part skeptic, part believer, and your host of The Eclipse. Welcome to my podcast, where I dive into the unknown, seeking truth and hope with a healthy dose of skepticism and humor. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 14 of The Eclipse. I've been getting some great feedback from you all on the previously published episodes, so please keep that dialogue coming. In fact, if you have a Twitter, this podcast has its own Twitter account. Ooh, how exciting is that? So if you are on Twitter, you can find us at at Pod. So please follow us on Twitter and please also engage with us on what your favorite episodes are or any other topics you'd like us to cover. I am very open to covering any sort of suggestions as long as they fall within the realm of what this podcast dives into, which is basically the unknown and cool science stuff. So this episode, I know for a fact that at least my mom is super excited about this episode. <laughs> and I I have a feeling if you are an avid listener, you are probably also a little intrigued. So this episode is super unique because it is very personal. Yes, I know. I'm going to be talking about myself in this episode, which I mean, isn't really that unique, I guess. <laughs> what can I say? I am well aware of the fact that I have a bit of a selfish streak. I know... I know it's shocking. I know when my husband is, goes to edit this <laughs> this episode, he's probably gonna fall out of his chair or spit out his coffee because he has to deal with this selfish woman all day, every day, but he loves it. He's used to it. It's part of my charm. <laughs> but in all seriousness, this episode was not part of the original plan. I never expected to be talking about this particular subject, nor did I even really think that this, This was a thing until recently, Um, but it was actually thanks to my husband and his reaction to hearing about a recurring dream that I used to have is why we felt that this episode is now necessary. So let's talk about it. Basically, what we're going to kind of walk through is we're going to decide if it's possible that I am an abductee, that I was abducted by aliens. I. This is crazy. This is crazy. So we got to start, we got to start with what really prompted this, which is a dream. So I, if I, like, I don't know exactly, cause it's not like I journaled this. Cause obviously I just thought it was a dream at the time and it's possible. It still is. But I would say I started having a recurring Dream starting maybe around the time I was like eight or nine. And I kept having this dream until probably my like early to mid 20s. So like maybe 24. So I was in the service still having this dream. Now, when I say recurring, it's not like I had it like every single night. I mean, I don't know. I probably had this dream like at least maybe once a month. Maybe. So, which I get now that I say that out loud, that is kind of a lot. But anyway, let me, let me tell you what the dream was. So, it was always the same. It was exactly the same every time. It never, it didn't change throughout the years. It was the exact same dream. So, in the dream, I am in a white room and I'm laying down, possibly on a table. It's also possible that I'm suspended in the air. I don't really know. I just know that I was in a um, horizontal position. So I guess I just kind of assumed I was laying on a table. But as I started kind of remembering for this episode, I'm like, you know, I don't really... It's not that I can really recall feeling, like sensing a table underneath me in the dream. So we'll just say that I'm in a horizontal resting position. So the white room is very like, like sterile feeling. So it had paneled walls, but not like, not like those of us who grew up, you know, in the 70s or 80s with like wood paneling. No, no, no. that would actually kind of would have been cool. No, this was like square metal white panels. So like think about, you know, if you if you've ever been in a sound room, actually. And you know, a lot of sound rooms when you're recording or recording studios will have those kind of like square things on the wall that are supposed to buffer the sound. Something I want to get eventually for the podcast. Right now I've you know we've upgraded from the box that my husband built for me (laughs) to an actual portable expandable sound cage but eventually we want to get these sound panels but anyway back to the dream so imagine kind of that same kind of square look but they're white and they they, i i don't touch them but i just assume they're metal because they're really smooth and shiny the room isn't very very wide in fact it's probably just like eight by eight i would say so you know i'm yeah i'm five and a half feet tall so yeah probably eight an eight by eight room but it's super tall so it goes way up. Up high is what, like, there's a break in the white paneling. And it looks like it looks like it could be a black panel. But in the dream, I specifically remember, like, believing that it was, like, a window or, like, an observation room. Like, it felt like there were people in that room observing me. Now, I don't know why. I, like, I couldn't see into it. But that's just... In, like as I recall back to the dream, in the dream, I'm, I'm looking very intently at that. And I'm thinking like there's somebody, there's somebody in that room. So uh, what else? There's nobody in my room with me. But I can hear like speaking of some sort over an intercom, but I cannot understand it. They're not speaking English. And what I can tell you is they're not speaking any language that I'm familiar with so I'm not you know like a linguistic genius or anything like that but I mean I dabble <laughs> you know I, sp- I spent some time you know I studied Spanish for six years and I studied French for three years I dabbled in Arabic for a while when I lived in Korea I kind of dabbled with Korean um I dated a guy who spoke Serbian Croatian which was a huge mistake but Anyway, he's long gone now. All that to say, you know, I've been all over the world. I have a little bit of like a base knowledge of kind of what, you know, languages at least sound like around the around the world and the whatever it was that they were speaking wasn't it didn't have like a arabic flavor a middle eastern flavor to it it didn't have a latin flavor to it or a cyrillic or anything like that but it also didn't sound like charlie brown's mom it was like wah, 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 wah. it's like clearly it was some sort of language so in the dream like i said i'm i'm in some sort of resting horizontal position and I feel like I'm being physically stretched so kind of think like drawing and quartering if you will (laughs) like like in the like in the whatever it was the dark ages middle ages or whatnot where they would like stretch people that's kind of how I felt although I'm not like it's not like there's stuff tied to my around my ankles or my wrists or like a machine it just feels like my body is physically getting stretched it doesn't really hurt, but it is not comfortable. I feel discomfort in the dream. This goes on and then I just wake up. Naturally, I wake up feeling a bit uncomfortable and, <laughs> you know, it takes me a minute and I eventually go back to sleep. I don't wake up like, <gasps> like uh, I don't know, it was my mom the only one that it didn't matter... <sighs> It didn't matter what was going on in the world or what kind of family stuff was going on. Like I used to hate having to wake up my mom because every time she would wake up like (laughs) Like she's probably gonna be so mad at me, but you know, it's true, mom. Like, she was just, oh, she's just always ready for, like, full panic mode. I didn't wake up like that. You know, it's not like I woke up in, like, a sweat or anything. But I would just, natu- like, just kind of open my eyes, and I'd look around my room and kind of shift in the bed, and I'd be like, like, that was uncomfortable. And then I'd go back to sleep. I always figured it was related, it was stress-related. I mean, when I was a kid, obviously, it's not like I was, oh, I must be overstressed. Oh, I need to meditate. Like, I was not you know, <laughs> a deep thinker. But... As I got older, once I was, you know, in the service and I would have this dream, I just always assumed like, it's probably just stress, especially once I joined the service because you're kind of stressed out all the time when you're in the military. Now, fast forward, right? I haven't had the dream since I was in my early to mid twenties. Next year, I will turn 40 so it's been a it's been a minute and a few weeks ago i'm talking to my husband one night and i don't even know how it comes up but i'm like you know it's kind of like my dream that i used to have all the time and he looks at me like i'm bananas like i'm crazy like what what dream i'm fairly certain that i had told him about this dream before but Apparently I did not. My husband believes that and he's partially true he's partially right in this, that I often will have full on conversations with him in my mind and then because I have, as one boss told me in the military, a um what did he say? It was like a unrealistic Expectation of communication skills. (laughs) So I expect my husband to know about the conversations I've had in my mind with him. That's what he assumes. He's apparently, I must have just dreamt that or imagined that I told him about this. So anyway, I tell him the whole dream and he stares at me for a minute and he went, You've been abducted by aliens. (laughs) And I start laughing and he was not laughing. So I started saying, What? Like, come on, no way. I have just a dream. But it prompted, like, well, pff, maybe. So I reached out. I actually reached, tried to reach out to a contact I made through my job as a writer with a political insider who kind of is in this you know UFOe World and I was going to try and kind of pick their brain but I just like it just hasn't been able to happen yet so I thought well shoot I should just put this out on the, the podcast so let's look at some evidence right so you know, we've talked about the dream. There has been a ton of research done to kind of compare what alien abduction experiences tend to be like. There's this guy, Thomas Bullard, who did a bunch of research on it. He's called a folklorist, which I did not realize that that was a profession, but I guess it is. So he, his, you know, the, what he came up with for what the general theme is for alien abductions is you have the capture Right. So when the aliens nab you up, then you have the exam, the examination gross. Then you have what's called the conference. So which I which from what I was reading was when the aliens talk to the abductee. Then and I think this is really kind of cool. Then there's the tour, I guess, in most alien abduction scenarios that happen the aliens give you like oh they slice you up and do whatever exams on you they have a little chit chat with you and then they give you a tour of their ship (laughs) it's weird and then the abductee tends to have a feeling of a loss of time then the aliens bloop send you back they return you and then you kind of go on with your life now there's this other guy joe nyman who's a alien abduction researcher and he came up with a slightly different order of events that tends to happen. So he said like what he came up with is a lot of, individuals who have had abduction experiences first they have this kind of anxious anticipation so like they know something's about to happen and this all happens before they lose consciousness so then the next part is the transition of consciousness so fall asleep or whatever then obviously the exam and experiments because aliens aren't going to abduct you without doing any sort of weird stuff like that. Then the next level is the aliens kind of try and reassure you, like this was all for for a better purpose and, and you've done a really good job. And then they send you back to Earth where a lot of abductees kind of forget and they notice that they have like missing time in their memory. And then the other thing I found, so I can't remember the name of the organization. We were watching you know, one of the many alien shows that I enjoy falling asleep to. And there's this like international organization that, um, kind of compiled a whole bunch of alien abductee data points using like a, like a written survey. And what they found was that a lot of people who had claimed that they had been abducted by aliens had various genetic mutations. So, They had like hazel eyes. A lot of them had hazel green eyes. Large amount of them had RH negative blood type and they had other sort of mutations. So this is, this is a lot to kind of bring in. So now let's like we like to do, let's, what are my thoughts? Do I believe that I've been abducted by aliens? I think we should first acknowledge the fact that I'm biased because it's me. I'm talking about myself. I, putting that aside, I don't really know that my dream fits into the themes mentioned. So like if you talk about, if we go back to what Thomas Bullard and Joe Nyman Said are kind of like the the stages of an abduction. My dream doesn't fit that at all. Like I have no feeling of lost time. I sure the shit didn't get a tour of anything. I kind of if I did get abducted, I feel like I got um uh, because I love tours. uh so if they're listening and they want to you know abduct me again, I would enjoy a tour, please. I uh, yeah, I don't really, I don't, I wasn't really anxious or anything. And I, I I mean, I'm no more forgetful than I am now. So when it comes to those themes, those stages, I don't think my dream fits at all. However, when you, when we go to that, those data points that that international agency came up with, I actually fit a lot of those. So I have hazel eyes. I am not RH negative. I have RH positive blood, but I have I have some genetic mutations. Actually, it's kind of freaky when I was doing this research. So my ears, I have a genetic mutation where I have one connected lobe and one floating lobe. So if you check out your earlobes when you get a chance, everybody has either connected or floating earlobes. But you should only have like like both earlobes should be the same. Mine aren't. So I have one that's that's firmly connected to my asphyxed to my head and one that's just floating there. I actually found that out when I was in school. I want to say I was in the fifth grade and we were learning about jeans and it was like, oh, you know, write down if you have, you know whichever type of ear. And you had like a lab partner and my lab partner was like, oh, you have one of each. You're a mutant. That was very popular in school, obviously. Um, So that's one genetic mutation. And then I have another one. When I was in the service, one of the times I went to my mandatory dental appointment and they do the x-rays, I they found that I have what's called, I think it's called Eagle syndrome, where basically I have like half of an extra jaw um, Jawbone. Uh, it's like cartil- extra cartilage or something like that, and that's super rare as well. And this was really weird when they told they were like, "Are you were you, are you a twin or were you a twin?" I was like, "No." And then I, <laughs> I think actually, um, and I don't know. I'll have to verify with my mom, but I think at one point the doctors thought. She was going to have twins or she thought I was going to have twins. So my argument is that even when I was in the womb, I was pretty, I was pretty savage. Like it's like Thunderdome, right? Only one baby can come out. So I assume I just absorbed my twin and that's part of their jaw. It's pretty gross, actually. But anyway, so when you look at those data points, I don't know, that kind of does sound other than the blood type, which and in their data collection, it's not that every single person who claimed that they were abducted were rh negative but there was a large preponderance of them that were so i don't fit the rh aspect of it but i definitely fit the eyes and i definitely fit the fact that i have genetic mutations so i don't know that's that kind of makes me a little a little bit like i don't know i don't have this dream anymore but i can still remember it vividly granted it's not like there's a whole lot of details to it it's a pretty simple dream but i had that dream so much That I can remember it. Now, here's the other thing that kind of gives me wonder. And I don't know. This is probably because I've seen too many X-Files episodes. But I don't have any marks on me. Like, you know, they do exams on you, right? And experiments. The only thing I really recall is feeling like I was being physically stretched, but I didn't get, not so like, I'm like, ex- like exceptionally tall. So clearly they didn't. And I don't have any marks on me, like puncture marks or anything. But other than that, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe I was abducted by aliens. I would actually love to hear your guys' thoughts on if you think that I was abducted by aliens when I was younger. Please reach out to reach out to us on Twitter or on Instagram or Facebook with your thoughts. Do you think I was abducted by aliens? Follow-up question. Do you think I should see a hypnotist to see if I could find out? Cuz a lot of people do that where they like like perhaps I only remember just that one aspect of the dream. Maybe I like blacked out the tour right? That I feel like I got gypped out of. Maybe a hypnotist would be able to unlock those memories. So please, you guys should let me know if I should do that because that'll help me convince my husband to let me go see a hypnotist (laughs) if I so I think that would be a fun episode again like i think i told you i told you guys the twitter handle at the eclipse pod our instagram handle is the eclipse podcast all together and on facebook we are the clips so follow us and then let let us know do you think that i was abducted by aliens what kind of aliens do you think abducted me i kind of hope it was the lizard ones because i think alien greys are creepy and lizard ones like don't seem like that would be that bad Oh my goodness. Thank you for listening. Please continue to follow us on Spotify and please leave a five-star rating. I feel like this episode alone deserves five stars. (laughs) This will help support our endeavor by making sure our podcast shows up on general searches more often, which could help us get to where we can have advertisers. And if we can get some advertisers, then we can monetize the podcast and then I can use that money to go to a hypnotist to find out if I was abducted by aliens. See, this is a win-win for everybody. Stay tuned, the next episode, I'll be touching on the recent reports that there have been UFO sightings in Ukraine since Russia's invasion. I will also touch on the history of UFO sightings in war zones and what that might mean. Thank you again for listening, and please take the time to follow me on Substack. I publish my podcasts and all my writings on my Substack, titled The Sweet Struggle. You can also find me on Twitter at, at Mohawk Moderate and swing by thepoliticalinsider.com to read my articles and those of my other highly talented fellow writers. My name is Kathleen Anderson. I might have been abducted by aliens. And you've been listening to The Eclipse.